What's up, everybody? It is Friday, August 13th, and Lucy, what are you doing? Lucy, bring that here. Bring that here. I'm watching my dog eat a mask right now. Bring bring that... Oh God, she's so cute. Lucy, come here. Come here, Lucy. Come here. Come here, Lucy. Any, any Friday comments? Any Friday comments? Nope, she's got nothing to say. Anyways, happy Friday, everybody. Um, this is your daily hockey, semi-somewhat daily hockey and gambling podcast. I will have some picks for you guys going into this fabulous weekend of sports. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, football is back. That is a very good thing, so I'll have some preseason picks for you. I'll have some MLB picks, and then also... Football is back, and I'm talking about the English Premier League. Go Hammers, baby. That's my team. I'll give you a little EPL pick to watch out for for this weekend. Let's start off hot. Let's, we're just gonna have a hot year, you know. We're just gonna we're just gonna have a hot year. Lucy's going crazy with that mask right now. Hopefully, that is a sign of good things to come, and hopefully, soon to be the end of COVID, as we see some states are severely getting struck. I haven't looked at the details, but I heard Louisiana is just getting absolutely dominated by COVID right now. Good thing the NHL doesn't have any teams in Louisiana that we have to worry about. The NHL also doesn't have any teams in Iowa, and neither did Major League Baseball, but they had a field in Iowa last night in the Field of Dreams game between the White Sox and the New York Yankees, and I just... You know, I think a lot of smart sports fans out there made the direct connection between the Field of Dreams game and the Winter Classics that, of course, the NHL has been doing, which have been awesome, which have been awesome. Anytime you can play a regular season game in a different location, a different setting, it adds a little bit of uh, intrigue to it for the average fan. Lucy's just freaking dominating that mask. I want to go. I just hit record. I want to go stop her. Lucy, stop. What are you doing? Stop. You're not supposed to be eating that. Um, anyway, I was, you know, and I'm not the biggest baseball fan in terms of like, I'm not going to go seek out other teams play. I watch the Tigers play every night of the week. I'll also watch the Indians and the Reds play. There I go, calling them the Indians again. Sorry, the baseball team. See, here's the thing. I was winning so much money on the baseball team all summer. And, like, I was just, like, as a troll job, was calling them the baseball team, the baseball team, the baseball team. Well, now it's not fun calling them the baseball team now that they're actually going to be called the Guardians. But also, I think the Guardians is kind of a lame name, or at least I'm not used to it yet. And since I can't call them the baseball team anymore, since they have a team name, I just call them the Indians. But it's been a bad omen. I've been doing really bad on picks. So as of right now, I'm done calling them that. They're officially back to being the baseball team. So, um, you know, I'll watch them just because i got tons of friends that are fans of those teams. I usually bet on them. Um, That way, if they don't win me money, 
I can give all my friends and the people around me a ton of crap, you know? So that's always fun. But yeah, outside of that, I don't really seek out regular season baseball. And last night, the White Sox and the Yankees got together in the middle of a cornfield out in what Dyersville, Iowa, where the Field of Dreams movie filmed in the 90s with Kevin Costner and James Earl Jones was filmed. And man, a uh, great movie, great movie. I mean, I here's the thing. I don't watch a lot of old movies. I'm that guy at the radio station that people are always referencing movies to, and I never know what they're talking about. Like old movies, like pre-2000. I haven't seen a lot of pre-2000 movies. But Field of Dreams is certainly in the category of movies that I have seen pre-2000s. And let me tell you, it's, it's, it's a classic. It's a classic. And, you know, I think after not seeing it for a long time, I thought to myself, was that movie just a classic? Was that movie a classic? Or do people just think it's a classic? Kind of like... For example, like the Mighty Ducks. Um, the Mighty Ducks is a good example in a hockey sense because the movie itself isn't good, but nobody talks bad about the Mighty Ducks. Like it's not a good movie. It's like it it doesn't hold up uh, good ratings. However, hockey fans love it. You know what I mean. So that's what I was wondering. You know, so I watched. Um, about half of the movie of Field of Dreams. I literally stopped it the other night on the scene where James Earl Jones is trying to convince uh, Ray, Kevin Costner, to, you know, not to sell the field. And, you know, the the ginger dude is, is yelling at Kevin Costner, like, what are you going to do, Ray? Like, what are you going to do? And James Earl Jones is just in the background just giving this beautiful spiel about baseball. And it just it just gets you going. The guy can't even see it. The ginger guy doesn't even know what's going on because Ray's just hallucinating, basically, except that it was real, of course. So um, it's just an interesting movie. Anytime you get ghosts involved in a movie, I'm going to be interested. Ghosts are, ghosts are interesting. I'm not going to say ghosts are cool. Ghosts, I think ghosts are chill. I think ghosts are chill. So I do have a ghost experience. Um I was living in the fraternity house, and the house, the fraternity house in Uptown Westerville that I lived in is probably 100 years old. I should know this. I think it was built, well, Zeta moved in there in like 1956 or whatever. So literally Zeta's had that house for 70 years or whatever, but it was built long before that. And the story is of that house is that house was originally built by the mayor of Westerville, back in like 1850 or something, some crazy number like that, like the original property, maybe it was torn down and rebuilt, but um, anyway, that's what it originally was, it was the mayor of Westerville's house, and the mayor of Westerville, being the good guy that he was, helped slaves travel, uh, and it only were things about the house too that were like very weird, very not normal, like, like outside near the fire escape there would be this like wooden outline on the ground that kind of looked like an old, some sort of like an old stairwell that had been like filled up with dirt or something. And I always asked around like alumni, like what it was, and nobody could give me an answer, but certainly there was something there at one point. 
So, you know, doing some research on it, that was the house of a, um, as something, as we have ghosts right here in the house right now. Anyway, um, long story short, that house was old as balls. That was definitely haunted. Um, but I think I always say this about the house and Zeta, the ghosts were chill. The ghosts were chill. So any movie that has ghosts in it is interesting to me in some, in some way. Um, but bringing this all back to the Winter Classic, I don't know. I'm still waiting to see if Field of Dreams game last night did better ratings than a Winter Classic game. I'm just going to assume it did just because, one, baseball doesn't do a lot of things like this. The, aside from all the other – I'm trying to think of some examples of times that Major League Baseball has done something like this. I know they play that game – in Williamsport like I know they've done that special game at like one of the senior little league fields out there but I can't remember maybe did they play a game in Mexico or something one time oh they played a game in London one time um so that that's all that stuff's always interesting to me you know recently they also played a game at the LA Coliseum which is the most unfit baseball stadium ever but the Dodgers did play there for a couple of years, like when they were in between moves or something, or maybe it was the Angels, and they did play a game there just to, like, I guess remember, even though, like, the left field porch was, like, 2.15. Like, it was, like, crazy. Anyway, I like when things like this happen. I like, you know, and I thought it would be a little bit of a bummer that there was still a wall up in the outfield, like... You know, it wasn't truly like the Field of Dreams field where it was just the row of corn out there. I, I really, I think a lot of people thought that Major League Baseball dropped the ball by not doing that originally. But then after watching the game last night, like, I mean, they're still slamming home runs out into the corn. Like, it's still, it's still awesome. Um, and what a great ending to the game. Tim Anderson goes yard after the White Sox blew a lead that they had all game. And then in the bottom of the ninth with an out. He slams one out to right field with two on. Fireworks are being shot off in an empty cornfield in the background. It was awesome, man. Just really awesome. And, I mean, you know, obviously the NHL tried to do something really, really similar to this this past COVID year with um, the Lake Tahoe game. And that's exactly what this felt like. It felt like... It was all about the setting that the game was taking place in, and the setting itself is unfamiliar to the sports fan in the sense that you don't usually watch a live game on TV at that setting. You know what I mean? Like in Winter Classics, when even in the traditional Winter Classic games, like you'll watch a hockey game that takes place on a football stadium. Okay, well, you're used to seeing that football stadium but it's just dressed differently. It's for a hockey game, not for a college football game or an NFL football game. You know what I mean? So that's why it was so cool. And honestly, the white, the uniforms that they did were just so awesome. The players walking out of the corn <laughs> onto the field was just so awesome. That stuff was just cool to me, man. And it just reminds me of what they did for Lake Tahoe. I mean, Lake Tahoe was just a beautiful setting. The camera views, the 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 location doing it on a golf course right on the lake with the mountains in the background and far in the distance there were ski resorts and people were pulling up in their boats with flags and 
and that's how they were taking the game and the uniforms were just so cool and it got ruined by the sun the stupid sun <laughs> it just it just makes me think that yes would i like to see more things like this happen um yeah, of course, I'd like to see the NHL try to go revisit a Lake Tahoe game or something. I saw one person say they need to, the NHL needs to respond by doing a game on the lake. Just, just like, you know, how this game was actually in a cornfield, like baseball's roots, you need to do a game on the lake. And I just don't know if that's possible. That will never happen, at least not a serious uh, sanctioned regular season NHL game will absolutely never take place on a lake. I'm just going to say it. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. I mean, you couldn't even figure out how to keep the ice frozen when it was just a couple inches thick when you had, like, pre-built-in ventilators and stuff underneath the ice. Like, how are they supposed to figure out how they're going to keep a actual pond or a lake frozen? I have no idea. So, anyways, um, just, just want to say... Finally, just want to wrap it up and say kudos to Major League Baseball. You did something cool. That's all. To continue on here, let's uh, transition over to this story that I saw. Yarmir Yager was in the news because he's still playing hockey. He's still playing hockey back in his home country uh, of the Czech Republic. He's playing for a team in their professional league there, and he's 49 years old. 49 years old and you know he's still he's still scoring points over there he's still somewhat contributing to the team he definitely brings people to the seats and eyeballs are on this team because of him who's a legend in Europe and here obviously but specifically in Europe because of his career in the NHL and the Stanley Cups he's won early in his career and the games he's played I think he's second all-time in games played I'd have to uh, somebody can fact check me on that one you can do that yourself but he anyway he's playing for a team that he owns too the team that he plays for over there is, is also a team that he owns and here was his quote in a recent interview with the Hockey News. He said, do you know why I'm still playing? I have a responsibility to the club. Otherwise, I wouldn't fly here and I wouldn't be making a fool of myself. But if I quit, the partners and the sponsors would leave and the club may be done. I have no choice. People don't understand it, but I don't care. Only God will judge me. I expect much more from myself. And I all also believe that I have it in me. End quote. So people were reading this and they were saying like, oh, this is awful. Like, why is he still playing? Like, why are sponsors making him play and, and stop? This guy loves it. He loves to play hockey. There's, there's no way. I mean, he never once said there that he like, he, his body doesn't feel like he can do it. He says, I'm making a fool of myself because he probably is very insecure. The fact that he's a 49-year-old man in a locker room full of 22-year-olds. 20, you know what I mean? Like, he probably feels a little silly. Like, sure, like, he feels a little, I guess, immature. But, hell, this guy can still do it. And this guy is still making money to play the game he loves. I got no problem with this man. And I think he's, I think he's lying. I don't think the club would be done if he didn't play. I don't I don't believe any of that. I understand maybe 
I, I could maybe see a situation where he does believe that he needs to play to get this club off the ground and to kind of establish their brand, and maybe he wants to be that that player-owner situation, but it's just, I, I don't know. It just seems a little weird to me. I I don't believe it for one second. I think this guy loves to play. I'm just looking at this picture of his face right now. He, the guy looks like he's like, he looks old, sure, but doesn't look much older than 35 in this picture you know the guy still looks good and the guy's still skating hard and I mean he's only two years out from having an NHL contract so it's not like he's you know it's not like he's that far removed from the game you know what I mean so I don't know I I saw this and I at first I was like oh my gosh like I feel bad for him you know um here's some more actually I, I'm finding some more quotes for him he said it's not easy anymore believe me because mostly during my career, I felt that if I wanted to score a goal, I would score. But suddenly, this doesn't work. I have to practice, pay more attention to it, and not gain 120 kilograms again. I have no idea how many pounds that is. But he said, uh, at the same time, people still expect it from me. And that's probably the worst feeling. When people think I can, but I know I can't. Plus, I can't even tell them. I just know that I will do my best to help the club. I don't know if anyone can understand my role. I don't even want to be in such a position, but I have no choice. As long as my father breathes, I take the club as my responsibility. He held it for 20 years as a son. I would embraced. I would be embarrassed if I left. Okay, so that that is something I didn't know. I didn't realize that he um his dad actually owned the club. That's kind of crazy. So I'm finding this out right here on the spot. Listen, man, if the guy really didn't want to play, he wouldn't play. There's absolutely nobody that can tell Yarmir Yager what to do. And maybe, maybe he feels like people think it's weird that he's still playing. And if he is still going to play, maybe he feels like... I feel like nobody really does expect a lot of him. I mean, they know that he's 49 years old. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's expecting him to go out there and be the OV of the Swedish league or whatever league he's participating in. You know what I mean? So it is a little funny that he feels like he has all this ex all these expectations put on him, but buddy, I I don't really think so. I think those are expectations that you're putting on yourself. And also, you don't have to justify playing hockey, man. If you just want to just play hockey, then just play hockey. I mean, I actually quite relate to this you know what I mean in an opposite way in a Benjamin Button kind of way because I play you know obviously you've heard me talk about it or you follow us on social media I play adult league hockey and the league that I play in is a low level on the closer side to a beginner's league, let's just say that. It's not quite a beginner's league division or whatever, but it's on the lower half of the, the total divisions, right? And so there's a lot of um, guys who are past their prime, you would say. And I'm not. I'm not even 25 yet, you know what I mean? So I play in this league, and I just feel the opposite of that. I feel like I, I, I feel like Yarmir Yaga. I can score. If I want to score, I can go score. You know? But I do feel a little dirty doing it sometimes because 
all the guys are just like they're not quite at my level in at this point in my life. So I sit there and I think about it and I'm like is this is this right? Like I know I'm that guy on the ice that makes the other team mad, but um you know, my I have some friends in this league and I want to keep playing with them. That's all that matters. All right? I have some friends in this league. I want to play with them, and I'm having fun, man. Listen, you don't want me to skate past you and, you know, snipe it, bar down on you? Then don't let me do it. Then don't let me do it. Then then complain to the commissioner and tell him to move me up. That's fine. But until you do that, I'm just going to keep doing this, okay? I'm going to keep doing it until I've been told otherwise because nobody's asked me to go play in a higher league. Nobody's told me, hey, you need to go play in a higher league. I'm just going to keep doing it. And I think I have this insecurity about me that as a D-leaguer, you hate those guys. You hate the guys that come down and feel like that they should be in C-league. And I feel like that's where I'm at right now. But, God damn it, I love it so much. I never want to leave C- I never want to leave D-league. It's just so much fun. There's so much bull crap that happens throughout a game that just makes it so entertaining. The guys care so much. For a lot of them, including myself, it's the only hockey team that they've ever played on. So it's just like our beer league playoffs are just like they're just do or die. You know what I mean? But, hey, I don't have to justify playing for that team. I can just go play for it. Blue Jackets made a couple of signings today. Zach Ronaldo, guy who has spent some time over with Calgary, he's 31 years old. Um, don't know quite the details of this signing yet, but I do know it's a one-year deal, two-way NHL AHL contract for this upcoming season. Uh, Ronaldo is 31 years old. He has scored 18 goals, 24 assists. Tallying for 42 points in 374 games. He's been an NHLer for 10 years. He's played for quite a lot of teams. The Flames, Predators, Coyotes, Bruins, Flyers. Um, Good guy, it seems like, off the ice. He's a spokesperson for the Hockey Talks campaign, which talks about mental health and, you know, just mental mental health awareness I should say um he's from he's from Canada he was drafted in the Flyers with o, in the 08 but I mean get this the guy has 358 penalty minutes nice <laughs> like that um that also let's see this next guy that they signed this is um a much younger dude blue jackets signed defenseman Stanislav Schwozel. I don't know how to say that. Mackenzie just looked at me. You want to read this? You try to pronounce this. I did. I did read it ahead of time. I did read it ahead of time, but then I forgot. I don't know how to pronounce it. Stanislav Schwozel. You read it. Come here. I usually love reading Russian names. You know that, but like, come on. Stanislav Svogel. There's no G in there. Stanislav Zvozel. All right, very nice, very nice. Um, okay, so we ha- we we signed Stanislav Zvozel. Um, I don't know if we'll ever see this guy in the league, but I mean, we signed him to a three-year entry-level contract. He's a defenseman. Um, I don't know if he's a right-handed defenseman or not, but that's something that the Blue Jackets desperately need. I think the only ones that we have on the roster are Andrew Peak and Adam Bulkquist. 
Um, so I'd love to see this guy. I hope he's a right-handed defense because we got a ton of lefties. But like I said, I don't know if this guy will even sniff the league. We'll see. I mean, you always see these young signings, and you just can just keep an eye on them as they play overseas and just kind of hope that maybe they do enough over there to where it catches Yarmo's attention and we can bring him over here. But the guy's 18 years old. He scored three goals and five assists in 71 games with hockey club Cometa Berno in the Czech Republic League. I'm guessing that's the same league that um, Yager plays in. So he's been playing over there for a couple of years, and you won't believe it. Um... 16 penalty minutes last year. All right. All right, so <laughs> we're just hiring guys that just love to get penalties. I love it. That's okay. That's okay with me. Um, but we'll see. could be interesting. Something to look out for. I did see some stuff today from the NHL. They posted about the Blue Jackets. This article was from um, today, August 12th. Blue Jackets ad, well, I guess it's the... 13th, but from yesterday. Blue Jackets add Voracek, Boquest in offseason. Heavy on the change, they say. Um, after the NHL draft, free agency, and offseason moves, the Blue Jackets prepare for a fresh start, adding defenseman Adam Boquest, who turns 21. Coming up here, actually on Sunday, he turns 21. Good for him. Um, hope the boys take him out and have a good time in Columbus, you know? I mean, I'm sure he's going to be in town here shortly getting ready for camp. Um, but just looking at this, you know, it seems like it seems like even NHL.com is looking at that Jakob Voracek, Cam Atkinson trade like this is a really good thing for the Blue Jackets. Uh, already they're saying that uh, Voracek could be a good fantasy pickup. The guy is a two-time Eddie Point scorer for the Flyers with five seasons of at least 23 power play points. So that's what we need. There's one area that the Blue Jackets have absolutely stunk in is the power play. So to add him will be fantastic. And Flyers fans, so far, I think both teams are happy about this trade. They love Cam Atkinson already. They're really excited to bring him in. He's been out front taking selfies with Gritty. And I did think maybe I think maybe now that he's had some time to think about it I think he feels like Columbus did him a little dirty maybe maybe and I guess we'll find out more but from what it sounds I think the I think Flyers fans believe that I think Flyers fans believe that Yarmo somehow slighted Cam Atkinson in some way even though Cam came on the fan and said like Every time he comes back to Columbus, he plans on getting a cup of coffee with the Armo. You know, the relationship is still good. But, I mean, who knows? Who knows at this point? Um, all right. Finally, I'm going to end the day with some parlays for you guys. Got some. Like I said, I'm going to start with, uh, let's go with my Major League Baseball parlay. This is for tonight's games. So, hopefully, you get this in before 7 o'clock tonight. I'm going to take the... Brewers at the Pirates. The, the the Reds are playing the Phillies, and the Phillies are a team. Phillies and the Reds are both teams kind of scrapping for a playoff spot. The Phillies actually, I think they actually believe that they can win the NL East. They just came off a tough series with the Dodgers. The Reds just came off a big win against the Braves. I don't trust the Reds in this game, 
But I do know that the Reds like to score score runs. They're one of the better offenses in Major League Baseball. Take over eight and a half for that game. I'm gonna take the Tigers against the baseball team tonight. Obviously, Tigers second second place in the AL Central. That's something to celebrate. So we got to maintain that. We got the baseball team coming to Comerica Park. And we're going to dominate their face. Uh, the Oakland A's at the Rangers. Easy pick there. Royals against the Cardinals. I've never, I've, you know, the, the Cardinals just aren't that good. I mean, they, they barely scathed by the Pirates, who are one of the worst teams in baseball this, this past few weeks. Um, so I'm going to take, take the Royals. So I'm going to take a little American Central pride. On the mound for the Astros. I'm going to take them every time. Um, Padres against the Diamondbacks. That's easy. So that's one dollar to win seventy-six dollars. Ten dollars to win seven hundred sixty. For those out there who like to put in a little 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 sprinkle of that. Um, and then I got my little um, football parlay tonight because the football is back. My Lions are playing. And here's my strategy going into preseason football games. Just take the worst team. The team that had the the worst the team that had the stinkier year in the regular season the year before, take them in the preseason because uh, or just take the team with lower expectations, I guess. So I'm gonna take the Lions against Buffalo tonight. Hopefully the Lions lose because the one year Lions fans have a special relationship with the preseason because the one year that the Lions went 4-0 in the preseason, we went 0-16 in the regular season. So I'm going to hope that the Lions lose this one, um, even though I'm betting on the Lions because I do think they're the worst team. Sorry, that was confusing. And then I'm also going to take the Falcons against the Titans. Both those teams are favorites, the Lions and the Falcons. And then I'm going to take the Cowboys against the Cardinals. Cowboys have a lot of hype on hard, due to hard knocks, but I, you know, hopefully it pays off. All right. Finally, I'm just tired already of these picks. I hate these picks already, which means I love these picks. I'm gonna take Arsenal tonight against Brentford. They are the favorite that game. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, you already got the pick in because it's probably happening right now. Uh, Manchester United tomorrow against Leeds. Leeds, I think, is a team that's just coming up to the Prem. Uh, Man U, just a team that you got to bet. They're going to win that game. It's not going to be a chore. West Ham against Newcastle. West Ham, big favorites. I think West Ham is going to be a team that do not bet them a lot this year. They had such a good year last year, and I think they outperformed a lot of people's expectations. I'm going to slow back on them. I think they're going to be overhyped this year, and I don't think you're going to get a lot of good money on them on the money line. But I'm going to bet them tomorrow because I think they'll handle Newcastle. And then finally, Manchester United versus Tottenham. Tottenham just can't can't get out of their own way against the reigning Premier League Cup champion. So that's it. Um, everybody have a good rest of your day. Have a good rest of your weekend. We will be having a full-blown football episode coming up for you soon I'm just going to preview just the whole football season with tommy and ricky so love you guys tell your dogs